0: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: You know, sometimes you just need a different take on today's sports news. And that's just what we're going to do. Woo-hoo!
0: What I say, sports fans. A fresh look at the headlines is here with the Dopey Millennial Show.
1: Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Getting what the ATL needs. A fresh weekend sports
0: talk show. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's just get down to it. Now, the Dopey Millennial Show is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929
3: the game and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show, Caleb Johnson here with you, along with a special guest tonight. Mike Keller is in the building. Mike, how, how you? you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, buddy? It's good. It's uh it's good to have you in. It's it's uh it's one of those funny situations where we were discussing this off air. First time that you and I are working together. Yes. Uh, this is second time you you've been on the air. Second time I've been on the air.
2: I think second time working with you also. We were talking the last time I think was draft night last year with uh, a couple other of the fellas. But, yeah, it's been a minute. So it's good to be in here and uh, catch up with you a bit.
3: Yeah, Mike works as an engineer here for the station in 90 the game. And uh, stays pretty busy, I'm sure, especially with all the remote broadcasts that uh, that get sent out on a a pretty regular basis. But uh, excited to have you on the show and uh, excited to get to talk about uh, a lot of different hot topics of the day of the week. Uh, there's, it's been pretty busy here in Atlanta. The especially. winds of change yeah. blow through Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. There are those times of the year where things get a little slow, honestly. And um, I actually I got my start here on Ninety-Two on the Game uh, hosting in July. Okay. So it, it's one of those situations yeah. where it was like huh all right well, let's uh scrape the barrel and try to find some topics that is not how things have been this week and so i want to get to uh all the headlines of the day and the week with the rest of the story
1: now now
0: now the rest
1: of the story the rest
0: of the story the rest of the story, of the story.
3: All right, Mike, here's how I like to do this one. Usually we'll throw out the the headline, right, of, of yeah. what we've all seen and then get into the rest of the story. So we'll start with what is going to take a lot of our attention uh, tonight uh, over the course of this show is we're going to uh, take this one till 11 o'clock this evening uh, is the fact of the Atlanta Falcons finally have a new head coach the jury is in right and what's oh, the rest of the story there is the fact that the Falcons and I would what I would say is a surprising move they go with Raheem Morris
2: yes after the week that it's been I mean I was telling you when I was uh, on here last week with Abe it was Bill Belichick Bill Belichick Bill Belichick oh one more thing Bill <laughs> Belichick so yeah. honestly I'm just happy for a change of pace and conversation <laughs> I'm getting like nauseous thinking about him at this point.
3: Well, you know what? You know what really got me is like I had started talking myself into Bill. Like it was one of those, yeah. It uh, was... y- you know when like something bad is happening to you and you just try to find a way to to spin it, you know. And like, yeah. like honestly, that's what we were doing here in Atlanta. Like we were spinning Bill Belichick and going like, well, you know, he won Super Bowls and he's an accomplished guy, and it's like. Yeah, but everything that he's done outside of Tom Brady was average at best.
2: It was average at best. And
3: you know what pushed me over the hill, though? Like, I talked myself into it. I had gone, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Was when I heard that he was potentially looking at Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and uh, um, uh, Josh McDaniels Uh as his staff. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) We're not running it back. With all of the like, I get it. They were successful a decade ago. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like like that was the last time. That wasn't that wasn't the heyday. That was the end of the era. A decade, yeah. you know, a decade ago. And so it's just like, yeah, I think it was. Um, I was coming to terms with that. And so how I I think this went differently than a lot of my friends who, when they heard the news, I think a lot of people were surprised. Obviously. Um, I got a lot of in my, in my friend group chats that I'm in a lot of like, oh, I can't believe like this is the guy that was
2: definitely it didn't hit the palette quite right. You could say when the news first dropped. Yeah. And like we had um, callers that night. I was helping out uh, Chris uh, do a show and we were mostly taking callers. The mood was sour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You would have thought like. Arthur Blank said, "I'm selling the team. We're moving them to Chattanooga, somewhere. Made no sense, but I was I was fine with it. I kind of liked it. I'm at the time I was good with it, and now the time has gone on. Uh, I am here. You can't see me, but I'm saluting, Mr. Morris.
3: Yeah, welcome back, my guy. I the the funny thing is I've been on the flip side of this this entire time. Like when the announcement came out, I was like, Oh, I like this." And I felt like what I've been doing for the last couple of days and what I'm going to do tonight uh, is we're going to talk a lot about Raheem Morris uh, over the course of this show is give my my reservations, the things that kind of stick out in my brain as to like, okay, that concerns me a little bit, but just also why I am convinced that that this thing is going to work. Now, we're going to talk to... Our 99 The Game Falcons reporter, Joe Patrick, uh, coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Smoking uh, Joe. Yeah, Smoking Joe Patrick is going to join the show. And uh, always love to get his thoughts about these sorts of things. Uh, and I'm, I'm generally, I, I'm you know, excited to find out what he thought after just conversations between me and Joe over the last couple of weeks had mm-hmm. been preparing yourself for a Bill Belichick type of situation. And then that drastic change uh, that, that comes after, you know, the the conversation around Raheem, obviously, was in this building for, for five years uh, from 2015 to 2020. Served in a host of different positions as uh, passing game coordinator, wide receivers coach, defensive coordinator, and, of course, interim is what sticks out to a lot of people. Definitely. Those final 11 games of that 2020 season. Uh, so I think that's what a lot of people focus on is the record in tampa bay and the record as interim in atlanta and the fact that he didn't get the job then um and so we'll we'll continue this yeah. conversation of you know what maybe changed arthur blank's mind and why he maybe looked at it this time around as <laughs> what okay, happened on that yeah. jet what happened on <laughs> that yacht arthur exactly I know. you know of uh the conversation goes differently this time and the interim is no longer the interim we now have uh, a head coach, and Raheem Morris, and uh, an exciting future. Adam Schefter reported earlier today. Looks like it's a five-year contract for Morris. Okay, still, nice. Feels pretty standard. Yeah. Um, You know, it's uh, uh, one of those situations where hopefully he gets to play out the five years. Would love to see. Yeah. and I mean, with,
2: a, with all these younger guys, too, that's, in my opinion, that's what I was looking for, someone that was a bit younger, not 72. Yep. No offense, Bill, yep. don't come at me, but, yeah, someone a bit younger that could work with the young squad that... The Falcons have. And the thing that really gets me excited, too, is, I mean, I don't know Raheem Morris as a person. All I get is, you know, the info that's available to most people. But the thing that stuck out to me from talking to people that have, you know, got to know him is that he gets Atlanta. Yes. Which, I'm a big vibe person. I think this is a city that does need someone that gets it. I don't think Arthur Smith necessarily had that special sauce to really... Get the team and the city all hyped and on one page, and I think, or I hope at least, that Raheem Morris can do that because you got it. like, the fans here are awesome. I work a lot of the tailgates. They're a great group, and I think they need a coach that understands the fan base and the city to really put that on the team to get the team riled up. Yeah. If the team's not riled up, that plays into it. It's part of sports. You got to be... Into it. You got to want it. You got to love the city that you're playing for. I mean, I think Jason Kelsey is a great example. He loves Philly. <laughs>
3: and let me tell you, Philly loves him. Love a fat shirtless man. You know? Fat uh, shirtless man well, chugging and, beer in front of Taylor Swift. And, and you know what's funny is like how he goes to Buffalo and ingratiates himself with that fan base. Exactly. And they're not even, you know, it's, so it's, yeah, they, there's definitely something to a personality who can just step in any building and immediately get that attention now. Mike, we get to break some news right now. oh Because it, this is according to Ian Rappaport. Uh, but sources are telling Ian Rappaport the Falcons have hired Rams past game coordinator Zach Robinson as their new offensive coordinator under Raheem Morris. Okay. So this was the popular name that had been thrown out there. Uh, we haven't gotten the official report from the Falcons yet, so this still is just a report. Uh, but however feels like another step in the direction of uh of they're moving Raheem. quick yeah yeah uh, building his staff there was going to be a lot of big questions about a guy you know who was Raheem going to bring in as his offensive coordinator uh Zach Morris or excuse me Zach Robinson uh was a very popular name a guy who other teams were trying to interview and then of course the Rams were trying to keep themselves yep uh, but uh it appears according to Ian Rappaport that the Falcons are hiring Zach Robinson the Rams pass game coordinator as their new offensive coordinator. So Welcome uh, to the A. Yes, uh, a new piece, and something else we'll be uh, uh, able to ask uh, Joe Patrick about coming up in about nine minutes from now. All right, if you want to get to a couple other stories in the headlines and uh, in the rest of the story, uh, the NFC and AFC championships are on Sunday. You'll be able to listen to those live here on 92.9 The Game. What's the rest of the story uh, with that, Mike?
2: Um, I'm excited for these games and yeah, like Caleb said, make sure uh, to listen in on the station because we all know how impossible it can be sometimes to find these games on your own, but, uh, I'm excited. I'm really enjoying Lamar Jackson and what's going on with the Ravens. I, you could say that's who I'm pulling for in this whole thing at this point. Um, we were talking a little bit off air about some of our dislikes with the other teams, but And, you know, like betting and things like that. But I am fully in on the Ravens. That is going to be what my attention uh, is locked in on. And I want to see that booth with Taylor Swift. I want to see the tears (laughs) flow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mama Kelsey. I have nothing against you. You're awesome.
3: you're a Taylor hater. I'm not
2: a Taylor hater. I'm just that's not why I'm watching the game. I don't care. I don't dislike her. I don't love her. I just simply do not care about her. When she came to Atlanta, all she was for me was
3: traffic. (laughs) That's how I feel about Taylor. Yeah, I just, I I don't know. I am all for, uh, you know, bringing in a a different uh, type of a fan base, I guess. You know, people who who wouldn't be watching the games otherwise, tuning in for something different. Um, I think... Honestly, I think it's been interesting. She has kind of moved the conversation away from so much focus on Patrick Mahomes uh, when it comes to the Chiefs. So I feel like that's a little bit of pressure off of uh, off of Patrick that I, I would have to imagine he probably appreciates. Uh, Chiefs or Ravens is a 3 p.m. kickoff. You'll be able to hear that game right here on 929 The Game uh, right now, or at least the last time that I looked, Baltimore is four-point favorite. Uh, in that game. And then, of course, the big thing, which I, Mike, honestly, I think is more of a positive than a negative. Kadarius Tony is out for this game. Yep. Um, and I feel like, you know, yeah, fumble fingers uh, or uh, <laughs> Mr. Offsides, like probably a good thing that that he's not available in that one. Uh, and that, you know, um, Rasheed Rice uh, and, the, and some of those other receivers, obviously Travis Kelsey, just turned back the clock last week and looked like a really solid version of himself yeah mm-hmm. uh, but that's going to be He's still uh, got it He's yeah still it's gonna, got that it's going to be an exciting game we'll, we'll talk some more about it uh, i think it's in our final hour uh, that we'll really dive heavily into uh, the afc and the nfc championships of course the nfc championship is uh, the 6:30 kickoff of course you'll also be able to hear that game as well lions at 49ers just a, a quick thought on that one do you have a kind of a, a way that you're leaning one way or another? Um, I'm going to
2: say I feel like the Lions are going to take it, but I'm also a Brock Purdy guy. I wouldn't mind seeing him. You're a Brock Purdy guy. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it.
3: like I, Along I, with uh, Dave Archer? Okay. I, I will
2: say this is a 100% vibe thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is nothing to do with stats, history. I just, same way I said it before, I feel the same way about Mike McDaniel. I just like the guy for whatever reason. Yeah. So,
3: you know, it's interesting you say that. I think the Hard Knocks series uh, made me like him even more, and which all of these kind of these behind-the-scenes kind of uh, series, the quarterback series made me like Kirk Cousins more. Yes, definitely. Um, but, you know, so uh, you kind of, grow fond of some of these guys I'm that way with Dan Campbell yeah I mm-hmm. thought he was an absolute moron in his introductory press conference when he was biting off kneecaps and that whole bit I was like this guy is another Joe Judge <laughs> he's obviously not turned out that way uh and and has gone the exact opposite where I feel like right now in my opinion I think Detroit is an Erica's team because there's just something about that resiliency that you see out of them that even in a guy like Jared Goff, where, like, he was thrown to, to the scraps. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the fact that L.A. had to include, uh, you know, first-round pick, or I believe it was first-round pick, I can't remember, uh, in that trade with Matthew Stafford. Like, no one wanted him. And to, to be able to kind of turn this thing around to where they have now, it's, uh, I don't know. It's I'm very American. Very It's very, very so. American. Yeah. Pulling yourself up, you know, yeah. and... Uh, uh, just just fighting through, I think. it's It's been a, a really fun run, and I would love to see it continue to the Super Bowl. All right, when we get back, we're going to have a conversation with Joe Patrick, our 98 on the Game Falcons reporter, uh, about the hiring of Raheem Morris this week. And then as well, uh, might catch him off guard just a little bit with the fact that we're hearing news uh, from Ian Rappaport. I hadn't seen the Shefty put it out as well, but Zach Robinson looked like uh, the passing game coordinator for the Rams Going to be hired as the new offensive coordinator here in Atlanta. It's the dopey millennial show on Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app.
0: you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Back, back, back. back to more of the Dopey Millennials Show. How do real-life millennials respond? I'm those fire. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
3: 092.9 the game and the odyssey app it is the dopey millennial show i'm caleb johnson here with you tonight and as well as uh i've got a special guest in the house it's mike keller in the building and hey. uh, excited to have you along for the show this evening as uh we worked together for on air for the first time but uh, yeah. as you mentioned earlier i had i knew that we had worked together at some point before and it was that draft show the the hawks draft show earlier this year when uh took kobe Bufkin. And people were a little bit surprised, and the place cleared out very quickly. And so that was a that was an <laughs> that interesting was that was an interesting evening inside State Farm Arena. As for sure. uh, I do have to say, it was it was very similar last night. Like there was <laughs> yeah. a part of the fan base that was very fresh, we'll, and we'll talk some hawks later. So obviously I cover them for the station, but. Yep. Uh, um, there was people who left the arena because they were so annoyed with how you know things were going with, with Luca slaughter that yeah. was occurring, and then well because but the Hawks were staying competitive in that game. Yeah, well, it
2: was a cl- it finished what like five points exactly. Yeah,
3: uh, but then there was the other part of you know the fan base that that stuck around because it was like well we'll see history. But yeah, it this was, is kind of amazing. <laughs> it was light for a Friday night, I will have to say, and that was kind of surprising to me. But uh, we're gonna to keep things going with the Falcons conversation tonight as uh just honestly since the the moment it happened on Thursday uh our station as well as we know a lot of you have been focused wondering uh pondering having questions about uh the Falcons hiring a new head coach and Raheem Morris so who better to talk about it than our buddy Joe Patrick Smoke and Joe uh, who's going to join us on the waitfor.com hotline our of the game Falcons reporter Joe how you doing on this Saturday evening
1: Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm waiting for the sun to come back out. We got a little bit of of a peak of it here recently, but, uh, yeah, it's been a little gloomy, but Hey, not, not so bad. We got a big day of football tomorrow, so that's pretty exciting. And obviously a lot going on in Falcons world.
3: I was just about to say, I guess things have been a little too rainy for uh, any sort of golf game as of late. I would, I would say. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right, Joe, uh, when it comes to what went down on Thursday, the Falcons, Kind of, I, I'll, I'll say, it. they surprised, us. at least they surprised me. I think they surprised us, uh, just a fan base in general, with the hiring of Raheem Morris. Now, we've had a couple of days to kind of process this, uh, come to terms with it maybe for some people, although I have been in the camp that I, I enjoy. Uh, I like the hire. Um, but just, Joe, from your perspective, how do you think we ultimately got to this point of Arthur Blank, deciding that he wants to go with Raheem Morris a guy who was in the building uh as an interim as you know as recent as 2020 but ultimately go with Raheem Morris uh this time around as as head coach
1: Yeah I think I think the Falcons front office and you know leadership kind of wing kind of went through a journey, like really since they decided to make the move with Arthur Smith, and probably even honestly before that, probably a lot of this started, you know, in, the, in the, those final weeks of the season where it was becoming more apparent in the direction that they were going to go. And I think what happened was I think Arthur Blank really wanted Belichick. Like he – like that was his guy. Um, that's who he, I think he was probably thinking about during some of those final weeks of the season, being frustrated watching how the Falcons were playing under Arthur Smith and the off season started with that intention i you know they interviewed him first the reporting was heavy and i think that there was enough reporting out there in the, in the mainstream media where you you thought that there was interest in both, from both sides and i think what ended up happening caleb is that you know i think arthur blank was um I think he was some, I don't want to say he was like talked into doing something different, but I think he was convinced by the people he has around him working for the Falcons. That includes Rich McKay. That includes Terry Fontenot. That includes, you know, Greg Beatles. That includes all the people who associate with Arthur with A BSC. I think that they all, you know, were able to, put their emotions aside from the way the season had gone for whatever anybody's impulses were and decided to go with, I think what they think is the best outlook for this franchise for the long term. I think that if you were to go to a Bill Belichick, that is a clear win now move. And I think what they ultimately decided to do was take a longer term view, go with a younger coach and um, you know, a guy who is, you know, very held in very high esteem from around the league. It's kind of funny because I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of fans and media are a little bit upset at the hire, just in the fact that it's not a bigger name that drives <laughs> yeah. a lot of interest and, and that kind of intrigue. But I really do think that when you look around the league, you look at what guys like Kyle Shanahan came out and said about him. I think that was today. Um, it just, it's the most glowing praise you can possibly imagine. And so I think in that respect, it, it seems to be good signs. And um, they're already starting to get busy. I don't know if you guys saw, but they just hired their uh, their yeah. OC or uh, mm-hmm. reportedly come to an agreement with, uh, with their OC see so it's it's exciting to see how this staff gets built because that's going to be really important for his success
2: yeah and joe uh first of all hi joe so nice to talk to you my (laughs) night is much better now now that i'm talking to smoking joe patrick but um (laughs) so yeah like we were just saying you know uh, there's a lot of moves happening uh real quick and you know with morris here and now zach um but it has been a little bit since we've seen morris you know he's got a few more years under his belt as a Defensive coordinator, do you think, you know, how has he evolved in these positions uh, from that 2020 interim uh, spot? Do you think, you know, this is uh, a good step for him? How do you think he's going to come in after this time has passed?
1: Yeah, you know, um, one of Arthur Blank's, like, closest confidants, Brett Jukes, who was, you know, highly informed and, you know, in the room, basically, for a lot of these interviews, I'm sure, um, you know, put out something on Twitter on Friday just saying how blown away they were by Raheem Morris, And, and it was evident to them how much he had grown through his experience with the Rams, between when they saw him, last, they were last with him with the Falcons, to the point where they're at now. And I think part of that is probably some messaging. I think a lot of fans are like, okay, like what what the heck are we, what what the heck were we doing in 2020 if we let this guy go, who are now. Signing now, So I think some of that's probably a little bit of messaging. But I think if you look at his career, I mean, I, I think that you ha- you can only be like formed by some of the experiences Raheem Morris went through when he was in L.A. First of all, taking over that defense and immediately winning a Super Bowl. I mean, that is, that is something that, you know, that's an experience that will really kind of help. Um, I'm sure shape Raheem Morris's mind on what, you know, what a championship defense actually looks like um, and consists of. And, you know, so that was a special Rams team though. They really kind of pushed their chips into the table to bring a lot of players in some of them on defense to win that Super Bowl They got that accomplished. And then on the other end of the spectrum, what you have really seen these last two years, and I think it really came to fruition this past season or, or kind of like it, it was more illustrative this past season for the Rams was the way that Raheem Morris was able to work with, really nothing on that Rams defense. The only player that I think anybody, I bet you guys cannot name one player on the Rams defense outside of Aaron Donald. And it's because every say, every single one of those guys was no namers <laughs> and they were still a very formidable defense. Then they got to the postseason, So I think he's been through a lot and had a lot of experiences and just a lot of growth. And I think that, you know, everybody seems to think that he's ready for this challenge.
3: Uh, talking with Joe Patrick on the dot com hotline, Joe, why i am i'm curious about this element of things so when we had that end of year press conference there's a couple of things that have kind of come out that have been interesting the one that i want to mm-hmm. focus on initially is the fact that they were like we're not in a rush we're going to take our time um we're going to interview we're, we're going to exhaust all of our options why do you think that the falcons ultimately go with raheem morris and still waiting uh, and instead of waiting until after championship weekend, because there's a, there's some big names uh, on those squads. You know, you think of the Ben Johnson, the Aaron Glenn, Mike McDonald, Anthony Weaver, all of those names are still, you know, guys that are, are coaching right now that they didn't wait to have in-person interviews. Why do you think they ultimately uh, sped this up just a little bit and, and, and go with Raheem?
1: Yeah, I think a couple reasons. One of them is the longer you wait, the longer, like, things get a little bit kind of hectic when it comes to actually having to make a decision. And, like, if you are waiting for a team, like, you know, if it's it's if it's if Mike McDonald or Anthony Weaver, this team could be waiting until after the Super Bowl, you know. And, obviously, they would be able to have some interviews in the meantime, but they couldn't make the appointment until then. Um, then you've got the Senior Bowl coming up. You know, you've got a lot of things kind of on the docket, on the schedule that you have to attend to. So I think that that's one of the reasons I think also, if you look at some of the coordinators that were left, I think Ben Johnson's obviously the one that every fan would have wanted yeah. to, see to talk to. But sure. I think this, I think the fact that they didn't do that is a signal that they thought that Ben Johnson was pretty much a lock to go to Washington, where he's been heavily reported. And we've also seen some reports that it's going to cost some extravagant amount of money to pay him. And maybe Washington has already come to that agreement. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the reasons. And then, you know, you just kind of look at, you know the coaches that they did interview. A lot of them were kind of offensive-minded coaches. Whether that was Jim Harbaugh, whether that was Bobby Slowick, um, and I think that you know as far as the defensive-minded coaches go, they were probably you know basically set on Raheem and that uh, and thought, listen, if we are going to go with a defensive kind of-minded head coach um, or even a CEO-style head coach, I don't think there's another one on our schedule that we would take over Morris. And so uh, I think that's just like a couple of factors, you know, if if they had the opportunity to get Mike McDonald in for an in-person interview earlier, they would certainly take up that opportunity. But just with the way that things were unfolding, I think that's probably the way it worked out. And I think the most surprising thing, Caleb, to your point, like it's the fact that they even went with a a defensive minded head coach Mm -hmm. over a guy like Bobby Sloak, someone who can nurture, Potentially a young quarterback, because you have to figure that if this Falcons team is going to have success next year under whatever coach it is, they're going to have to get the play right at quarterback, and so that had to have been a top priority for them. But again, maybe it's uh, they, they like the idea Zach Robinson coming in uh, here from who's been working with the Rams under Sean McVay for the last several years.
2: Joe, so um, not only has there been you know a lot of these changes coming in with Morris, but there's also been. A lot of office stuff, you know, some higher-up things that have been going Mm on. Um, Do you have any thoughts in particular uh, about the press release uh, that acknowledges a change in the reporting uh, from what we heard uh, after Arthur Smith was fired? You know, like what could have happened between Arthur Blank and Rich McKay now that, you know, he's moved out of football ops and Terry Fontenot and uh, Morris are just reporting directly to Blank.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is. We could go on for this on this topic for thirty minutes or more. It's such a <laughs> kind of interesting thing. It's so juicy too. I think from like a just like a you know an interest perspective and you know the, just the palace intrigue of what's going on in kind of these upper echelons of the organization. Listen, I think that um, I, I think that they still Arthur Blank still has a, a extreme affinity for Rich McKay. He's one of his best friends just in life. Um, the guy has helped him through so many years. But ultimately, what happened, especially in the wake of that press conference, after they fired Arthur Smith, was Rich McKay himself became a major talking point about this Falcons organization. And I think that a lot of the reason that the team made this move was because they recognized that and knew that that looming presence would be hovering over this organization, both Terry Fontenot and the new head coach, whoever it was going to be, and that just makes for a, a situation that you do not want. Um, and and I think that Arthur Blank recognized that the only way that he was going to be able to, you know, kind of put out that that fire was to take the take the responsibility for himself. And I don't think that this is a long term solution for this organization. I do think that in the they will probably spend this year looking for somebody to oversee the football operations. Um, it's kind of a broad network the way that they've got it where there's actually, there's a president of the organization, obviously the general manager, handles the personnel, And so they're going to have a lot of organizational building to do. And that's something that just happens when you have the upheaval of having to fire a coach and kind of the the fallout that comes from that. So, um, you know, I I think that it's something that they probably were not, like, considering doing. It probably wasn't on the top of their list, honestly, when they were getting toward the end of the season and were figuring they were going to have to make a coaching change. But I think just the way that it exploded in the media and and the interest around, uh, you know, Rich McKay himself was ultimately the reason why he is kind of forced out of the position, but I don't think he'll be kind of uh, in all reality guys. I don't think that a lot of his day to day is going to change. I don't think he was necessarily as meddling as a lot of the kind of narrative that spun up made it seem
3: not the uh not the evil genius that maybe people wanted to uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently place on him as of late that is Joe Patrick our 99 the game falcons reporter you can give Joe a follow on twitter at japatrick200 he's also the co-host of the five stripe final podcast who, oh. which which has an incredible logo by the way i, I have Thank to you. i have to point that out incredible logo i saw someone with a sticker the other day of it so if you have more of those i definitely All want right. one Um, But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Joe does a great job with Atlanta United stuff as well as we're going to get into some of that with uh, Jason Longshore in our next hour, Joe. We've run out of time, though. Appreciate you coming on, though.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
3: All right. When we get back, going to go from uh, getting Joe's thoughts to getting former general manager of the Falcons thoughts. Thomas Dimitrov was on the Steakhouse earlier this week and want to break down some of the things he had to say about Raheem Morris. This is the Dopey Millennial Show with Sports Radio 929 The Game and the Odyssey app.